This is the Night Elves Disc Golf Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm JP. And we're recording ourselves. Yeah, this is a little awkward. It is, it is, because we're sitting right next to each other. Yeah. Which is weird. It is. Just don't touch my leg. I will. <laughs> All right. Maybe. Yeah, easy, easy. <laughs> All right. So, remember, social medias are out there. So, door underscore disc underscore golf. We have night underscore owl underscore pod. And doordisc.com. And YouTube, where this is going to go, and it's Zordisc Golf. So, um, with all that being said, let's get into the episode. So, night golf and glow rounds. Yes. How do you feel about them? I've never played a glow glow round. Ever? No, I don't think I have. I think I've been out. I've been out. I've gone out and thrown disc my glow discs at night, but I've never actually played a glow round. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess I've never ran one up here, and I don't think anyone else has. Right? No, absolutely not. Like, okay. we don't have any. Well, I mean, they have bat. We have lights in the store. Yeah. You know, to put on <laughs> yeah, discs and stuff. We do. And on baskets, but yeah, I don't think we've ever ran one. And right now, it's really cold. Yes. So probably not the best time to run it. But no, no, especially with some of the old Innova plastic. Yeah. <laughs> <that> loves to <laughs> shatter. Yes. <laughs> um, All my stuff's fairly new, so I don't really worry about that. No, but. I. I've only ever broken one disc ever. Yeah. So, and I'm playing a long time, throwing a lot of plastic. Mm-hmm. And I've only ever broken one, but a lot of my old stuff just sits on a shelf. So. Yeah. Well, even like we don't have to get out late at night. We can do it at dusk and then we're mm-hmm. going to the night. But. Yeah. Well, like we could have ran league and then just put all the lights out and just finished in the dark. Yeah. Which we do anyways, mm-hmm. just with no lights. So. Yeah. So the reason I ask about that is because we're coming into the season. Yes. And I've only played ever twice. And one was down in Biloxi, Mississippi. Okay. And we were down on this course. It was like right on the water, just beautiful place, but it was a night round. I had no clue where I was going, playing with a bunch of random dudes. There's yeah. water everywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I had no glow discs. I brought like five or six discs. Mm-hmm. And there was this local pawn shop that had some discs. And I went in and just grabbed like a T-Bird and uh, I don't remember what else I grabbed, but I ended up leaving them there. I just okay. like handed them out after the round. And um, it was awesome. Like I loved it because it was like that you throw it and you're like, I think that was really good. Right. But you don't know until you get to the basket like or <laughs> search for your disc. Like it came out this direction. Normally it does this. But I didn't have any of my discs that I know exactly what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was kind of a guess for me. Okay. Um, but I think I went and bought like, um, like I said, a T-Bird and a Destroyer, I think, are the two things that I ended up having. So, um, But, yeah, so I enjoy it. Um, I would like to try to do some up here, but we'll see. I don't know. We don't have that large of a crowd that likes to play in the cold. Yeah, and I don't that's part of it and i don't know if a lot of people just come up here just for a glow round but there's the novelty of that as well of like playing the first glow round yeah so exactly. i don't know maybe even doing like a glow tournament unsanctioned or something yeah that'd be fun that'd be fun i'd be fun in bailey's at night oh but to, to lose discs out there would suck yeah it'd be better in the morning to go and find them all oh yeah for sure <laughs> yeah but some of those discs i mean like lone star and castoplast um MVP. MVP. And even the the Halloween buzzes from Discraft, they're mm-hmm. fantastic. I mean, they glow great. Yeah. Like, out of any of their um, glow, that is probably the best, I think, okay. when they come out with the buzzes every year. Okay. Because I, I have a couple 
glow Z discs from Discraft, and they don't glow so great. No, they don't, and it's real not very long. No, not at all. But the Halloween buzzes, for some reason, are like on another level. I saw someone say that perhaps these glow buzzes I th- are a different blend. Oh, are they? Okay. So maybe that's why they glow better. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I, I I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Yeah. So with all that said, throw a hanger flipper, what'd you buy? I bought an MVP glitch. Okay. The new hybrid catch, like putt approach disc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool. Really lightweight, 151, which I think was, I think it was the max. Oh, wow. Otherwise, they go down to like one, the mid 140s. Wow. Yeah. Super lightweight. And big blunt nose, kind of like a lid oh, or? Yes. So okay. that's what it's, yeah. You have the standard, you know, ring around the disc. There's a mm-hmm. little bit of a bead on the bottom, but I think that's just, you know, it going through, but it's one, one seven, zero, zero. Seven. Seven. It lives it, up to the seven? It's glidey for sure. Okay. But super touchy. I didn't expect it to be as understable as it was because I was thinking like the gyro technology would maybe help it stay still kind of stable. Yeah. And I <laughs> I threw it. I had, I power gripped it right away and I was like, it just turned over immediately. It's <laughs> like, okay, I'm just going to have to put some, some touch on this thing. Yeah. And I just did, you know, like a wrist snap putt motion and Mm -hmm. it held it super straight and it says it's a zero fade i mean there was a little not like 0.5 yeah Yeah. so but super it's an interesting disc and i had recently gotten um one of the halo sonics Mm -hmm. um which is you know a totally different feel but that i feel like the sonics more understable than the than the glitches really yeah more understable more understable really okay yeah because I've, I've been able to throw those pretty hard. And the Sonics? Yeah. Yeah. And I can get them to stand up and just go straight. The Halo ones. I can mm. get them to stand up and go straight. Um, but they're fastbacks. They're not a traditional. Right. Yeah. 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 And I suffer, like, I can't throw a lid very well. Like, it's just one of those things, like, I don't know if I just don't have the wrist snap to just keep it. Or if all of a sudden I just get a little off axis torque, you know, and it starts yeah. wobbling and dumps right away right and yeah so this disc will probably help me get a little bit more touch yeah and i can see it also being a really good disc for uh, circle two butts yeah i can see that especially if it's easy to just flick your wrist you don't have to put a lot of body movement no especially takes air out of it yeah especially at 150 grams yeah it's like just yeah, you let go and it just goes. Like it's crazy. Just hopefully it has enough weight to push those chains out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> to actually right. drop in. But right. Um, so I bought something and then immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so we had the Athena's drop. Yeah. And I had this beautiful orange, like it was like a halo, almost like an eye, like an iris or something. Like one of those sake, um, like very raptors? similar. Yeah, very similar. Okay. But it was orange. It was, I mean, it was beautiful and. Um, Unfortunately, something happened with um, a link between PayPal and then paying directly on the site, but two disks went out at the same time, same disk. So unfortunately, there was only one disk left mm. to supply that because they went just like that. Um, and it was mine. It yeah. was already sitting in my car. I went and took it and put it in the car so I wouldn't forget it. And I was like, yeah, it's going to go right up next to the rest of the prototype Macbeth stuff. Mm-hmm. And nope. So, oh. But it was better, though. You know, it was... 
it was unfortunate. It was a mistake that was either my fault or our equipment's fault. So it is what it is. Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't get it. So I did buy it, and it's not going to be a thrower hanger or a flipper for me because <laughs> it's already in someone else's. But if you bought it, mm-hmm. wasn't it already? How did it already? Wasn't it have already been out of? It stock? was already out of inventory. No, what out, it was is that inventory? someone bought two pink ones. Yeah, and the same pink one oh. came up. So one was from pay. So it was just a little bit of lag. Okay. So I ended up selling both. Two pink ones were exactly the same, or two teal ones, I think is what it was, but mm. they were the exact same product. Got it. And there was only one of them. So I was like, well, all I have is this orange one. And I was like, is he going to take it? No, no, don't take it. And then he took it, and I was like, ah, well, but I don't feel too bad about yeah, it. Yeah, too bad. It wasn't somebody that really loved pink discs. Yeah. Like, no, I can do without this orange one. Exactly. I was like, yes. But no, it didn't happen mm. that way. Um, so yeah, so Safeway, it's okay. gone. It left. But you were really busy making um reels today <laughs> wasn't i i posted yeah. a lot today yeah. and uh there's one where you it said that you were thinking of or maybe you, you did get a full foil halloween buzz yeah no that no. was just for effect yeah lies yeah it was lies it was lies so anything you see on our instagram you can't believe but well you no. don't want to say that yeah exactly well <laughs> you can all right i'll just take it back yeah we could just cut this out right yeah okay should be able to yeah it happened right mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, but that was it. Um, I didn't really do anything else. I mean, I've been imagining and dreaming about all kinds of other things, but I just haven't pulled the trigger on anything yet. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I thought about Mindbender, but I just, I have an original MD yeah. at home that I like in my Anubises. And <laughs> not the same, though, from what I understand. No, no not that I've heard. Yeah. Um, from what I, well, from what I remember, because I have an MD down in my room and it's beaded. The new MD ones mm. are not beaded. Right. So they're, um, they're a different mold. I they, mean, completely. Yeah, they are. Um, the older ones are four, five, zero, zero. These are five, six, zero, zero, I think. And then I don't really remember what an MD two is, but I have one at home and it seems it, they're close. Okay. So I it's think, kind of right between those two maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like. I mean, it, it was it was Simon's creation. Like he, this is what he wanted. Mm-hmm. He liked the mystery box ones, but he yeah. wanted them flatter. And so, I'm good with it. I think it's a great. Um, I think it's a great disc. I think it's a great. It's like in my wheelhouse of discs. I sure. love that straight flyer. Less stable than a buzz. More stable than like a comet or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, so. I mean, I think it's going to fit in a lot of people's bags really easily. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So, all right. So here's a preview. We're going to go over MVP recap. We're going to go spectators on the green, Paige's thoughts, and USDGC picks. We're also going to do lister bag analysis. Um, it says none on our sheet, but that is not true because we, have a couple. we are getting to yours. And you're the first one on camera, too. So Wait, who? why not? Ian, isn't it Ian? Cam. Cam. Ian's the young man that sent us. Elliot. Elliot. Oh, my God. Anyway. (laughs) Please tell me there was an Ian somewhere. There might have been. I'm just making this up. Dreams. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Dreams. (laughs) So we'll go over Cam's listener bag analysis. Um, And then uh, we'll have a random question. And this is where we're going to pull our clash disc. So. For those of you that did not listen to the Bobby Cool Daddy Slick Breeze and Clash episode, he gave us three discs that we're going to give away. And we have three winners right here. So you have to listen till the end, and we will give you those winners. Yeah, we're going to be those guys. 
Um, and then we'll go over the shop updates. And we have some cool stuff coming into the shops and some cool stuff that has gone from the shop already. So here we go. We'll get into it. Um, MVP recap. So let's see if I have the picks from what we did. It was a good tournament. I loved it. Apart from the weather, it was well, a good tournament. Yes, exactly. Well, I, even the weather, I, once again, that doesn't bother me because I wasn't playing in it. Right, right. <laughs> and it made for some disparity. I mean, it made for some uh, things that probably would not have happened. That's true. Um, which is nice. Um, practice rounds were fun to watch because you couldn't watch them, mm-hmm. which was cool. Um, even people just standing up on the tee pad and they're like, hey, teeing off yeah. on hole one, throw it. Well, that got, disc is gone. They couldn't see. I mean, it was like super thick yeah. fog. I mean, I watched the Jomez with um, Calvin and mm-hmm. Yuli and Germ. But then, yeah, like I think we mentioned before, you know, people were there Monday and it was just fog, dense mm-hmm. fog. Yeah. And so that's kind of how the weather was all weekend, just rainy, overcast. And then they had lightning delays day one. So the MPO was actually canceled mm-hmm. and they started the M or FPO. I think some people had gotten off the, you know, gotten out on the round and then, um, they didn't go back out until about one thirty our time. So like two thirty mm-hmm. there and they just couldn't fit everybody in. So yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. 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 And that you don't see that very often. I mean, thunderstorm stuff like that, but for fog, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of, kind of odd. Um, so let's go over our picks. So we had, MPO, you had Heinberg, Hammis, and Dickerson. And I had Heinberg, Macbeth, and Matty O. So Macbeth came in third. Um, Heinberg, I know he was up there. I don't know what he finished at. Was he in? I don't remember what. Like fifth or sixth? No, he wasn't up there. No, he wasn't. Um, And then Matty O, I don't think was really in the equation either. No, not that I remember. Um, And then... So same thing, Heimberg, Hammes, and Dickerson. I don't think either of them were actually <laughs> anywhere close to how, it either. How sad. Yeah, but um, but congratulations, Simon Lazat. Like, yeah. Fantastic. Another win. Um, off the chase card. Uh, yes, off the so chase that, card. He started the tournament shooting plus two mm-hmm. first round, and he's back pretty far. Yeah. And then came back, shot a course record. Mm-hmm. I think it was... Eight down? Yep. Eight down. And then final day, waiting in the clubhouse. Yep. To see what happens. Yeah. Kind of drama filled there. Yeah, a little on bit. 18, you know, yep. waiting for that to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So unfortunately, Corey Ellis comes up just short. Yeah. He j- just got the yips, really, is yeah. what it was. I mean, because it seemed like his drive was good enough. Yes, and, he had a great um, drive. Was Carlson who was? Is uh, him Linus Carlson? Um, who else? Uh, Thomas Thomas Gilbert. Yeah, but okay. he didn't have a great round the final no, round. No, no. But uh, yeah, Linus Carlson, the last hole. I mean, just basically first available hits. Yeah. So takes him out, and he was in the lead at that point. Tied. Tied for the lead. Yep, yeah, tied, tied for the lead at that point. Hits, knows. and then um, Isaac Robinson, decent shot, up shot, and then just. Flub the putt, right? Yeah. So, or Coriel's. Coriel, sorry, not. Uh, yeah. Threw out of bounds. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. I'm sorry. I was. So Kristen Tatar, who was our second place runner up after. Uh, so Natalie Ryan took it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of the same thing. So um, in the playoff, they went straight to 18. And um, 
Tatar through kind of low and short, kind yes. of left herself with some work to right. do. She did the same thing, like, because they went back to 18 for the playoff. Mm-hmm. She did the same thing off the tee of 18 during regulation. Oh, she did? Okay. She kind of, like, she kind of flubbed some drives. Like, it was kind of, I don't want to say it was like a worm burner, but mm-hmm. it didn't go far. It just dropped well, into the grass. That hole is uphill. Um, and it, yeah, it, slightly. She yeah. just she threw it flat like she normally does, and it just straight into the ground, and that grass caught it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she hit a branch coming on the way in yep. and ended up probably, what, 30, 30 feet circle's out? Circle's edge, around, yeah. Right, circle's edge, and just caged it. Yeah. And Natalie Ryan was parked. Yeah. You know, because she threw probably... I don't know, maybe 60, 70 feet further than... She had a really great drive. Like a great drive. Yeah. And then um, she had a little, like, touchy-up shot, put it, like, off the rock wall, put it, like, five or six feet away. Yeah, it did bounce off the rock wall. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and, and just that was curled it. in. And that was the end. Yeah. So, And then all the controversy of Natalie Ryan. Um, my perspective still is PDJ needs to step up and make a decision. Until then, Natalie Ryan's doing everything she is able to do. I mean, there's nothing wrong with what she's doing. She's playing within the rules. Yeah. So it is what it is at this point. It's the same. It's the, it's on repeat. Right. Exactly. Like this is just going to come up every time and it's going to be the same story. Um, I mean, if people are really upset about it, write to the PDGA, right? Like that's the, make your voice heard. Um, pros. I think that's a good way to do it if you're upset. So mm-hmm. you're not, getting any backlash or right like there needs to be some kind of vote and i think yeah you just voice your opinion yeah i think (laughs) or vote in new uh pdga board members right i I don't know i think the governing body just needs to step up one way or the other say yes or say no say we're going to accept it or we're not basically they're taking taking the stance of the olympic committee which the olympic committee says the sport needs to decide yeah so they're not that's all that they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. So once again, <laughs> they just need to step up. And as far as, you know, the pros and things, you know, we, we, I had come across a post where I saw a couple of female pro, I saw one female mm-hmm. pro had liked the post and the post was basically saying, I'm not for it from, right. from an FPO player. Never heard of this FPO player before. I don't know if um, she was an FPO player. Was she? Yeah. Okay. Because she said she was not playing PDGA sanctioned events. She's not playing as many because... as many, yes. Yes. Yeah. And um, I noticed that a female pro, a very recognizable female pro, Mm -hmm. liked it. And then you dug a little deeper and And noticed that there were two others. Two other female pros and a disc golf company. (laughs) Yeah. That that were liking the pro. So it's this behind the scenes, they feel like they can't speak up about something like this if they feel like they're... Going to get canceled. They're going to get canceled, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a very real concern. Mm -hmm. You know, even for us, I hesitate saying stuff just simply because it's such a sensitive subject. It is. But I don't think my stance is all too, like, I don't care. (laughs) Just follow the rules, you know? I think it truly lies on the PDGA. Yeah, it does. So, you know, I'll, I'll go back over that again and again and again until the PDGA actually makes the decision instead mm-hmm. of riding the coattails of somebody that says that they should make a de- that the sport themselves, aka the PDGA, should make that decision. Yeah. So, with that being said, we'll move on because I don't okay. want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> so, all right. So FPO, I picked um, Tatar, Own, and Gannon. So not too bad. Not too didn't bad. do too bad. Um, no. Gannon, I'm not sure where she finished up. I wasn't. She, I think, I was looking at 
overall um, the tour rankings before, but she finished. Where's Missy? Oh, she finished 15th. Okay. Bone finished 6th. Yep. Yeah. And then Tatar, 2nd. We'll type 1st, but 2nd. Yeah. And then um, you had Qatar. Uh, Qatar. <laughs> Qatar? Qatar. Qatar. You know, the country yeah, that's the country. hosting the World Cup this year. Qatar. Yeah, exactly. Qatar. Yeah. So <clears throat> she got Tatar. Um, and then Gannon and then Own. Okay. So we both didn't do that great. No. Um, we both had Tatar up there, though. Yes, we did. So... That, well, speaking of Tatar, mm-hmm. did you see the guys that had the tater tot T-shirts? No, but that's fantastic. Yes, it yeah. is. Or it was there were like three or four guys, and they had shirts that said "Taters Tots" or something. Taters Tots. <laughs> yeah, that's even better. Yeah. So let's talk about MVP. The so flagmen on the green, and I don't think they were officially supposed to be there. I think they were spectators that had flags. Mm, okay. So running across the green. And they were doing their whole, like, introduction, every card that right. would come up. You know, there was a lot of that stuff going on, which was, I thought, you know, Nate Sexton, I think. I think it was, I think it was Nate that brought it up that, you know, they should not, players should not be waiting eight holes into a round and waiting for fans to clear right. green. Well, you shouldn't even be, unless you're crossing over to like another hole or anything, you have no business being on. I mean, you pay money to be there, mm-hmm. but you're there to spectate. Right. Like, I guess here at MVP, it's becoming a, a bigger spectacle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it, it's becoming accepted that the eight holes kind of get away with what they get away with. Right. On the whole, um, I heard too that they were going to have like a bunch of those um, Vuvuzela, you know, like the horns, the big horns. Oh, that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they were kind of like, you know, someone had kind of put the kibosh on it. Okay. And then, yeah, so I think there was a regular PDJ, not an official, but, you know, like one of the guys that holds like the red or the, the green. actual flaggers, the yeah. The actual flaggers, right. Yeah. And so I don't know, yeah, it must be these eight-hole guys that are just, you know, have the green flags and they're doing the big, I don't know, um, choreographed yeah. flag <laughs> yeah. routine after someone lands and, and all I, that. Honestly, I love it. It's it's cool. Like yeah. I like it because there's no other hole in disc golf. No, and I think I think they said it kind of carried over to hole 14 as yeah. well. Well, they're kind of they're back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's exciting. Like mm-hmm. you, where rarely ever do you see that much excitement about somebody landing an island hole. Right. Exactly. Or what's awesome too is they have the the drop zone yes. behind the boards, mm-hmm. and I think it was at least three or four pros that ended up dropping that 60 foot putt yes and then they're like sign the board holland sign. hanley yeah holland hanley was on channel mm-hmm. uh chandler fry i think um ben calloway yeah. and i think there was one other person but they had the the hall of fame board that they could go yes. and sign and so that's kind of cool yeah and then i heard um emerson keith yeah they had a birdie like the board game the box uh-huh. there's a big box sitting in the lake or the um pond and he actually dunked his disc into that. Oh, neat. And so they collected money and gave it to him once he got to the hole. <laughs> they gave him about 100 bucks. That's, That's awesome. What I heard. Yeah. <laughs> Everson's like, they, I've never gotten money on a, on a round for <laughs> yeah. you know, or anything like that. Yeah. Like, that's just unique. <laughs> well, exactly. And, I, you know, there are pros that complained about it. But yeah, I guess it all depends on your, how your game's going. You know, but in my opinion, that's what we need more of. Mm -hmm. I mean, so P 
PGA has a hole called the loudest hole on the earth or something like that. Okay. Loudest hole on tour or something like that. Oh yeah. At the waste management. Is that? Yeah. The waste open. management open. Yeah. yeah. Hole 16, I think. Out there. Yes. Yeah. So that is amazing. Now the difference is, is that they don't have spectators running across the greens. No, they're all up in stands. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think there's that line that we have to teeter, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously we got to step over it every once in a while to test the boundaries, see what's appropriate, oh, no, what's yeah. not. But I think with the a-holes, the eight holes, Yeah, <laughs> I think there were people that were being a-holes and I think there were eight holes. Like, and I liked the eight holes, the a-holes <laughs> I did not like. Mm-hmm. The people that were just overstepping the bounds and kind of taking liberties with the the lack of direction in that area. You know, I mean, there's there's definitely direction there. There's a leader of the eight holes. Right, there you is. know, there's things like that. Yeah. But kind of stepping over those bounds a little bit, like, I think that stuff needs to be controlled. Yeah. Like, we should not be on the playing surface at all. No. Spectators should not be on the playing surface. And I think, so what, when lead card got there, it was pouring down rain mm-hmm. at the time. And Corey Ellis wanted to get up and be able to throw. throw. Yeah. And they were, you know, on the green clapping or getting everybody hyped up. Well, they were doing their introductions. Yeah. That, yeah. And yeah. so he's like, I need to get, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And well, that just held everything up. It is. Yeah. And, and he wasn't having a great round. You know, there, there are certain things that played into it and yeah. the weather played into it. And but, he did turn it around on the back nine. But, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I mean, it's expected. It's par for the course on that mm-hmm. one. Um, I don't think anything has changed over how many years now. It's only gotten better and better and better, you know. But I do think there has to be that limit. There has to be that line that shouldn't be crossed. And once again, I think you can toe that line. I think you can be right on top of it because I think that's what we need in disc golf. But there is this arena that needs to stay clear. Mm. And that arena was violated many, many, many times with the eight, by the eight holes. So I think we just need to keep that in mind. Go for it. Like, I love that enthusiasm. I love that in the sport. But, man, keep that arena sacred. Yeah. And what's weird, too, because, you know, usually Jeff, Jeff Spring, will be following around, like, the final card or something. Mm -hmm. Or I don't even know if this is, like, a Steve Dodge situation where Steve needs to get involved with that. Just be like, you know, we're playing a tournament here. Well, he's the TD, and I think he's the one taking the money for the eight holes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, that could be. And and people respect Steve. I mean, plain and simple, he's mm-hmm. he's an icon in the sport. He's done a lot for the sport. I mean, he's the creator of the Pro Tour, right. you know, and yes, he has since relinquished control of it and sold it, but you know, he has some power. And he I think if he walks up there and says, "Guys, you need to like keep this arena clear." Yeah. Yeah. I think they'll be fine. I think so. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's like earlier we had an episode real early where we were talking about um Obviously, the the million dollar, like we were talking about when he came on or when he made the announcement of the million dollars mm-hmm. and then all the um, developments that he wanted yeah, to. Additional stands, which yeah. are out there. And, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's a trend center mm-hmm. and I think he's always ahead of the times. And I think we can look at MVP and say that's probably about what we're going to see on the PDGA Tour on or the Pro Tour, whatever entity takes that. I think that's probably what we're going to be seeing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and if there's some, like, crazy rich, like, 
Middle Eastern or European or <laughs> All of a sudden they have a live tour going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, here, come yeah. over here. <laughs> exactly. So but yeah, I, I think that's probably what we're gonna be seeing. I mean, because like I said, he is the translator. He's the one that creates controversy and then all of a sudden it's mainstream. Yeah. And he's done that forever. Like the fact that the disc golf network was Steve Dodge and people freaked out about the disc golf network. Right. I mean, you remember how, like, this is ridiculous. Disc golf behind a payroll, it's horrible for the sport, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Guess what? It's working. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's, nobody questions it. No. Not at all. No. Not one bit. So, it's I think it's a good pretty, thing. It's making pretty good money. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. So, um, well, there you go. So, should we get to Paige's thoughts? Are you aware of where I'm going with this? A little bit. Okay. It so, has to do with her interview? Like, her... Two of them. Oh, two of them. Okay. Yeah. So... The first one is the conversation with Paige about saying that she's okay with not having a killer instinct. So she okay. doesn't have her killer instinct back. And I'm going to mm. try to get the, get it as clear as I can so I'm not um, misspeaking or misbetraying what her thoughts are. But she stated that she doesn't have the killer instinct and she's not disappointed if she doesn't get it back or she's not looking forward to getting it back or she doesn't care if she gets it back, something in that realm. Yeah. So basically saying that I don't have it and I don't want it. Okay. <laughs> like, what does that say to you? It kind of makes me, it sounds like she's moving on to the next chapter of her life mm-hmm. a bit where, I mean, she kind of said it before, like when I think it was at master's cup, you know, talk about both their dad, mm-hmm. but I, you see on social media, her and Alyssa Van Lannen buying a house, settling down, like mm-hmm. getting multiple dogs. Right. And Alyssa's not out on tour with her as much as she used to be because she's at home taking care of all, taking the, stuff care of all the stuff they got. Right. Yep. And maybe Paige m- misses that time of doing this stuff, feeling like this is something different that's offered, like mm-hmm. a more grounded, not that disc golf isn't grounding because I think that's, not her identity totally, but what people identify her as, as the right. athlete. But how can you say she's not? She just spent how much money putting out a documentary about her being the sport of disc golf. Right. Essentially. Yeah. Like. But that's so crazy because that <laughs> dropped, what, right before um, Ledstone. hmm And then she just doesn't have, I mean, she won European Open, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and she's still up there in terms of tour points. Right. Just being, just like Paul. Well, I mean, she's still doing good. Yeah. Right, right, right. Definitely not a page year, and there are other players that are playing better than her, but. Yeah, competition is just kind of catching up to. Yeah. Everybody or some of people are surpassing her. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. So. And, you know, with Paige, it is, it is difficult in my eyes to see if you put yourself as a pinnacle athlete in a sport and you define yourself as that or wanting to become that, like you are one of the three. I mean, this is what she did. And you are one of the, if not the highest paid female Mm -hmm. in disc golf, you are for sure the highest paid female on Discraft. Oh, yeah. And probably the second highest paid player on Discraft, right? I would think so. I would assume. Maybe third. I maybe don't, like Chris might yeah, sneak that's what in I was there. Chris but, maybe, but 
but I would assume that she's probably the second highest paid. Mm-hmm. And the amount of attention that she garners and she wants to garner, step back, put yourself in <laughs> the shoes of the manufacturer that is paying her loads of money mm-hmm. to throw plastic and win tournaments. And she says that. Where are you going with that? Uh, yeah, you're like, kind of question. <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, I mean, your name's still out there. You're still a big deal, but how are you helping us anymore? Right, <laughs> like, exactly. That's kind of a crazy thing to think about. Um, but is is it one of those things where she sees where, where Kristen is and she's just kind of like tempering her expectations of what she wants to do or what she feels like she can do anymore? Not like she doesn't have the physical ability, We've seen that she wants to take time off and enjoy life. And like that kind of helps her reset mm-hmm. going into these tournaments because we've seen her take time off o- and come over into tournaments. Many years. Yeah. Yeah. And then just kind of come back and like do her thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, she did show up this weekend. She got third. Yeah. And yeah. then I don't know. That's just kind of a weird way to like go into it. And then who knows once, you know, Throw Pink comes around and, um, Tour championship, mm-hmm. what, how that mindset's gonna go? Is it, yeah, know. and who does know? And so she doubles down. I'm glad you brought up the Tatar thing. Um, she doubles down because then she follows up and says she criticizes the tour for putting Pittsburgh on the schedule. So, oh, the Butler County, yeah, Butler yeah, County. Okay. So she doubles down and says, Kristen just won Worlds. Who wants to go to this no-name place? Who wants to watch her play this no-name place in Pittsburgh, or something like that? But it was very. Okay. I, I would pull up the the exact the yeah. exact you know uh, soundbite of it. Mm-hmm. But basically, she's saying Pittsburgh disc golf course doesn't matter, and she's pointing out the disc golf course itself. So not only is she kind of alienated a whole population of disc golfers. By the region mm. and probably by, I mean, they're stoked that they're holding a silver series. Right. That's like us holding a silver series here with, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, with, with it being in Manitowoc, like we were like, this is great. Like we, I mean, you went down there. Yeah. And you could see all the, like all the top pros were playing too. Cause it was like, okay, COVID's happening. Mm-hmm. Things are just kind of ramping back up and everybody's coming here except for Paul. Yep. <laughs> and like. Page was there. Like, yep. a lot of top players were there. Yeah, exactly. And it was, like, super exciting for that community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the community of Wisconsin disc golf, too. Yeah. I mean... And same thing having USWDGC this year. Like, mm-hmm. that's a huge deal for Madison area. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and to call out a region, just because you feel that it's not appropriate or that you feel it's not good enough, like, who is she to determine that? Right. And who is she to determine whether someone wants to watch Kristen Tatar on a specific course? They're not there to watch the course. They're there to watch Kristen Tatar. She could have been there if she wanted to. Well, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So I just, you know, I have I have a really hard time that this icon, and I'm going to throw out the quotes, mm-hmm. and I'm on camera. Yeah. <laughs> like, this icon of the sport is creating drama where there doesn't need to be drama. True. And it just doesn't make sense to me. It's. It seems like she's comfortable in a place of chaos, and it. It. It's not necessary. Yeah. And it's not good for the sport. 
Well, she's mm. she's even said that she has no interest in playing Silver Series. Yeah. So I don't know. I, yeah. You can't get mad at other people for wanting to play what? or win yeah. points or whatever reason they want to do whatever they're doing. Yeah. And, and I don't think she was mad, but nevertheless, or she was mad at Kristen, but she was definitely down on the fact that they were being played. <sighs> like, it's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And I think it might be maybe a tour points thing, maybe something like that maybe. is what I'm assuming. Okay. But if she doesn't have a passion to win anymore and doesn't have that killer instinct anymore, why should it matter to her? You know, so I think there's just a lot of confusion going on in her mind of who she wants to be and where she should be at right now. Yeah. And honestly, I wish her the best of luck. I, I hope she figures it out because disc golf with Paige in it is definitely better than without. But disc golf with this destructive Paige oh, yeah. is not good. No. In my humble opinion. Um, but it does create drama. It, it does. creates something to talk about, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, maybe this is like uh, the FPO Nico, you know, maybe it's just maybe. giving people something to focus on. Mm-hmm. So it's unfortunate, you know, because well, she's a, such a great player. It's a she's way, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's a way to get her name back in the realm of being important. In relevancy. When, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stay, it's all about being relevant. It yeah. really is because, you know, Kristen was on for, four in a row until mm-hmm. now. And then it's like, okay, where's Paige? Don't really know because she, she hasn't yep, <laughs> been, exactly. been there. So yeah. to create drama for yourself and feel proud about it, you're mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm going to get talked about. Yep. And that's all that matters. And I don't, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon because if she believes what she said in the documentary, her words is that she's the one that can do it because she has the money. Mm. Maybe she's going to be like the new villain. <laughs> hey, I'm good with it. We need him. We need good guys yeah, and bad guys. Exactly. I've said that ever since. So I'm good with it. But I I just, I want to, I want more for Paige because yeah. she is that top of the sport. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's hopeful thinking. Hope. And no big deal. You know, it is right. what it is. Right, right, right. Disappointing me. Who cares? <laughs> you know, honestly. <laughs> so, all right, let's get to USDGC picks. Mm-hmm. So, let's just do winners. Winners. Because I like winners. All right. So, oh, Ricky ends up taking tour points with his finish. By less than five points. Just sneaks it out from over Paul. Yeah. That, with his win, his recent win, and tour points win... It is putting him right up there with the player of the year. I mean, we had that discussion that it could oh, be either did. Paul or, but now, I mean, there's there, like everybody's kind of starting to come back together, like yeah. with Lazat winning. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's, it's getting, there's like quite is. a few good It's interesting. Um, I mean, if you're going off the points, I th- still think Paul is probably ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, Simon's fourth win. I think it put bumped him up to sixth in the points standings as far mm-hmm. as player of the year. Um, Ricky's still behind Paul, I believe. But yeah. this is Ricky's fourth time winning tour points. Yeah. And he said this is a bigger deal than being a world champion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's easy to say when you haven't didn't win it. You know? it right. <laughs> or maybe there's some monetary issue thing yeah. with uh, him saying that. Maybe. 
maybe. Well, I oh. think because he his standard was a tournament doesn't make a world champion. It's or it doesn't make the best player in the world. It just means it's the best player for that tournament. Yeah, he said that. He so said that, I yeah. get why he's reinforcing that thought. Um, but if he was a world champion, he probably wouldn't be saying that. True. You True. know. So for me, I am going to choose. You know what? I I feel it. I feel that. I think Paul McBeth is going to take down his. This would be his fourth. No, he's already. So he's going to take another one. How about that one? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's who I was going to pick as well. Okay. Yeah. We can both pick him. Um, So throw pink. Hmm. Who do you think? I, I don't have a question in my mind who it's going to be, but... Kristen Tatar. Okay. So, Macbeth and Tatar is who we're going with. Yeah, I think that's... All right. Let's go with honorable safest. mentions then. Who do we okay. think has a good chance of doing it? Because Sexton always shows up at USDGC. That's true. Always. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously Lazat is going to be right there mm-hmm. in the realm of things. Yeah. And Heimberg will probably always be right there in the realm of things. Mm-hmm. So... I'm going to give my honorable mention to Lazat. Okay. I'm going to pick Cannon Burr. Burr. Man, none of us picked Ricky. Not even mentioned Ricky. I know. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. So Burr and Lazat. Who is your honorable mention for Throw Pink? So for those of you who don't know, USDGC is a mixed pro open. Yep. Females can play in it, but USDGC has... Or, excuse me, Innova has also started the Throw Pink, which is an FPO only. Um, not a major. It's only an not a major. Just but you have A-tier. to qualify for it. You do. Yep. Like a, like a, like a, like a, it's kind of weird. For all intensive. Intense and purposes. Intense and purposes. <laughs> um, it's a major. In my heart. Yeah, it it has the feel of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I really think so. I mean, it it stands parallel to it. Now, USDGC, we have had women compete. Paige has competed in it. Mm-hmm. Katrina has competed in it. Um, Elaine King has competed in it mm-hmm. and actually cashed in it. Um, where that was Elaine King, right? Juliana Corver. Sorry. Oh yeah, Julia. Juliana yeah. Corver. So um, so we have had female players compete in the mixed pro open Mm -hmm. at USDGC and have cashed. So, but they started throw pink and it seems like all FPL players are throw pink. So I think that dynasty is going to be over because Tatar qualified, Pierce qualified and Allen qualified this year or would have qualified this year. Okay. So there you go. Um, So yeah, um, honorable mention for me, I am going to take Valadez. I don't know why. Okay. I just feel like she's going to be there. Interesting. I'm going to take Owen. Owen. Oh, that's a good choice. Because this is a short course mm-hmm. that requires accuracy and putting. Yeah. I want to take mine back, and but I don't, I'm like, not going to. Honorable mention is kind of one of those weird things. Because, like, it's just saying that we're, like, this is somebody, like, that. Has a chance. Has a chance. Mm-hmm. Right. And so. if there, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise if, if they won. Yeah, exactly. And me. So, I mean, it would surprise me if Validia has won. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> okay. So if Macy won, I'd That's be like, like the dark horse what? pick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. 
All right, so here we go. We are going to get into the random question. So this is the Clash Disc Winners. Disc Winners. Yes. So we will get a hold of Bobby Brown. You have to reach out to us and give us your shipping address. It's on you. No longer on us. <laughs> We're not going to contact you. You have to contact us. So. Oh, boy. Nate Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, you have this on your phone. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he submitted this through Instagram. Right. So you are winner number one. Nate Martin. He has a fantastical world question. Yeah. So. It's laid out. Yep. Yeah. The question was. Hold on. I got to get, get on Instagram real quick. <laughs> It's not real hard because I'm right millennials. Right. <laughs> millennials, far from it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, not that far. You're only like four years apart, four out of it, right? Because I'm like the last year, and then it becomes a millennial. Really? Yeah, mm. I'm like right. Like some people consider me a millennial, some don't. I could care less. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Question is, what region of a fantastical world, like Hogwarts or Middle Earth, Tatooine, that kind of thing, mm. would make for the most interesting? Slash challenging disc golf course experience and why. All right. And what then he had a follow up is oh. who is your in world doubles partner? In world, yes. So I thought you said I thought you meant like world world's double partner, but in world doubles partner, like someone you'd take with you. Yeah. Yeah. So someone like I would grab and say, let's go. Yes, exactly. Okay. So I'm gonna have to go with Dang it, why did I forget it already? Um, Luke Skywalker and Yoda. Dagobah. Uh, Dagobah, okay. So it's going to be Dagobah. Mm-hmm. And my partner is going to be... Windu. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to say mine would be... Mordor, <laughs> traveling, okay. I find that would be incredibly hard mm-hmm. <laughs> with the Eye of Sauron kind of <laughs> just focused down on you. Are, are you going to be like, are you holding the ring? So are you going to have that type of connection? Got to put it in the basket. Oh, the ring. Okay. You're throwing it in. Like right you're in throwing it in. Like, yes, yeah, throw okay. it in the basket. No, and then I would take Gandalf with me. Ga- oh, thou shall not Gandalf pass. Gandalf the great. I could see that. All right. I think those are good ones. So there you go. Nate. You are a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Hit us up. Yep. You can go right back to uh, JP. It's on you. You have to hit us up, and we will get that disc over to you. Yep, Night Actually, Owls, Night Bobby Night. will get that disc over to right. you. Well, we have to, yeah, we'll give the... Yeah. <laughs> We're the middleman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just the pretty faces. All right. So, number two is Philip Wentmore. And it was the smell of a candle is what I'll address it as. <laughs> so if you could encapsulate a situation um, or activity as a smell to be enjoyed later as a candle scent, what would it be? So he gives examples might include like hitting inbox to zero, um, unexpected day off, disc golf ace, etc. So in this scenario, the smell or flavor would allow you to perfectly remember that experience and what it is referencing. Mm. I think that's a brilliant thought. Like, I love that idea. Yeah. Um, so what would be that scenario for you and what would be the scent that matches it? Gasoline smelling candle. No. 
<laughs> I don't know why, but when I go pump gas, I can smell of gasoline. Okay. okay. Anyway, um, man, probably. That just, does explain why he's a little slow, by the way. <laughs> he's like, as he's filling up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. Um, no, I just, I like, like disc golf just being out in the woods. So it'd probably be some like woodsy, piney scent. Mm-hmm. Like that just brings you to like have that feeling of like, yeah, I, this is what I enjoy, mm-hmm. but I enjoy being in the outdoors. Um, or something, I'm sure they have some kind of like weird, you know, like coastal, like sea breeze kind of scent as well, mm-hmm. where, you know, it just takes you to like being on vacation or breathe, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife buys all these, they're not essential oils, but you know, they're like, Plugins like aroma plugins. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She's just like all over the house, bathroom, like kitchen, like <laughs> everywhere. I'm like, where are we? Where are we right now? <laughs> it's like I go in one room and it smells like apple pie. I go in the <laughs> kitchen and it smells like mint and orange and just all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, our house, love it. Mm-hmm. Just each room has its own smell and it kind of drives my senses wild. <laughs> <laughs> I. I thought we'd probably really enjoy that because we don't do any of that stuff in okay. our house. Like Sandy lights candles. Yeah. But like, I don't know. They, like we have too high a ceilings and it's too big of a house to really make a dent. Like, sure. When you walk by the candle, you can smell it. But mm-hmm. outside of that, that's that's it. Um, okay. So evergreeny. Yeah, like tiny like evergreen. Yeah. So what would be the situation that you wanted to remember? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh... I don't know, just had, like in Bailey's, I had like kind of a cool ace, you know, okay. um, one time. So I think that would be the situation. Like Ash and I were out with some random guy that like joined us. Nice. <laughs> and yeah, I was just, I, I'm probably an ace that like I remember pretty easily. So right. that would be the situation. And then, right. Yeah. I, so I'm going to make it disc golf related. There's a lot of things like, you know, like the birth of my child, marrying my yeah, wife. I kind of thought about know, that stuff. Those things like boring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, not like major life milestones are boring <laughs> exactly. or anything, but. Exactly. <laughs> um, I would go with, so I won a um, tournament in a playoff, a one hole playoff. Okay. And it was hole one at Sandy Knoll. And I threw a, Good drive, like pretty good drive. I threw like, I want to say it was a uh, an FD, as a matter of fact. I threw an FD, and it was like a 380-foot hole, and I ended up with about a 40-foot putt outside circle. Okay. Death putt, like downhill. And it was just one of those ones, that feeling when I stepped up to it, and I'm like, I'm going to lay it up, just go to another hole. And as soon as I stepped up to it, I'm like, I got this. Okay. Like it was just that feeling. And I got it, by the way. Nailed the putt, and the guy missed his. I was super. Actually, he'd already missed his putt, and I was coming up because he mm. was he was like eighty feet out. So he kind of threw up to the basket, okay. and then he was only like three or four feet away. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna lay up and then go to the next hole." Um, but as soon as I stepped up to that putt, I was like, "You know what? I got this!" Like I just hundred percent confidence and clarity. The smell. <laughs> In the next, by the way, the next tournament, I aced that hole. Same hole. I oh, aced wow. That hole. It was awesome. That's cool. Um, the smell. The smell. Perspiration. I want <laughs> um, I don't know what the smell, like. So have you ever, like, just 
picked up a disc and went like, like smelt the edge of it. Not, not like burning plastic. No, no, no. no. Like there's a, it's a, like a fresh disc, like walk into a disc golf shop and that's the smell. Okay. I would put that in a candle mm. <clears throat> like that plastic and cardboard and <laughs> you know, like funk of men. Yeah. And you know, the like musk. the musk, like that smell, like, yes, hmm. that's the smell. That means. I really want to smell my candle. <laughs> like, I'm really intrigued now with that candle. Just candle Coming to the shop tomorrow. All right. <laughs> so there you go. I'm just going to hold the disc up. I'm like, this is the candle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it has to be a soft plastic. Okay. Like uh, the ones that have a real good smell, like the rubber blend Lunas. Like mm. just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> For those of you who can't see, go on YouTube and you'll be able to see it now, but... <laughs> All right. Do you have rubber blend lunas in the store? We just got like 20 of them today. Oh, okay. Literally, I think 20 yeah. of them. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, CAC backs. So we just got, we went over, what, it was his bag, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we just went over his bag. Good question. It, it was hard for us because it's a great topic, but I don't know if it was really your question, mm. but you're going to win it anyways. Um, the rest of them, we had a lot of good questions, a lot of honorable mentions, but this is a fantastic topic. Um, so here it is. It is. Do you think, do you guys think that the future of disc golf should have smaller baskets? Not a crazy topic. No. It's been talked about and beat down so much. The insight from Jesse at um, Trash Panda, he just released... Is fantastic. He released so Trash Panda made a very interesting topic about how baskets were initially made for catch frisbees, mm-hmm. so ultimate frisbees, lids, whatever you want to call them, and they were meant to m- mimic a basketball hoop, which is the size of two basketballs. Yep. The basket or the tray was meant to hold two frisbees and the pole. So, with that being said, should the basket or the tray be shrunk? I think that's a brilliant topic to talk about. Uh, yeah. I think it's holds a lot of merit to have that discussion because they always talk about chains, making the basket smaller, things mm-hmm. like that. And it's not a considerable amount. It's only about five to six inches that's at not most. That's too much. No. Yeah, at most. So it's not a lot, but I think it would make a huge difference because how many of those putts have you seen where it just barely grabs the edge of the rim or teeters on it or hits the chains, hits the rim, falls in? Mm -hmm. Those would not happen. No. Or the one where it hits the top of the basket, (laughs) rolls over, and still falls in. Yes. That, um, who did that? Was That was uh, one of the smiliest guys ever. Oh, it just recently happened. Did it? Yes. um, Okay. Anyways, okay. yeah, so there you go. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I like having a big target. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that, you know, just bigger chains, smaller disc means there's more chains to mm-hmm. catch the disc. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, when we have putting league or we had putting league, <laughs> yeah. um, we had the, um, the smaller baskets. What are those? Marksman. Marksman. Mm-hmm. I, and God, you know, a lot of times it'd be like, you hit those chains, and it made a different sound too, because I think they were different chains than the regular baskets. But 
you know, you hit those and it's like, oh God, yeah. you either sail it. Mm-hmm. I mean, grant, like those are way tinier than the five or six inches that you're talking about. Right. But to hit, to focus on, a, a, you're always taught to focus on a link or, you know, mm-hmm. something to focus on something that small. And then the margin of error being so big, yeah. you're, there's a good chance you're going to miss anyway. Right. Or even having the basket smaller. See, I mean, it might bounce out even more than some discs do now or, you yeah. know, anything. Yeah. There's, it, it'd be interesting to see implemented and just, I think you need to have the reps on the baskets mm-hmm. to make sure um, that they are doing what they're intended right. to do with the discs, the sizes. Because obviously, like, with the way, th- with the lids, you know, they're all the same size. Mm-hmm. When you get to putters, when you get to fairways, whatever, you know, obviously throw-ins don't happen that often, but the diameters of the discs being different, they're mm-hmm. all going to do something different. Well, lids are still PDJ. Like, yeah, the yeah. Ultrastar is PDJ approved. Mm-hmm. So you can use an Ultrastar out there if you want to, but um, they're hard to stick in baskets. Mm-hmm. Like you got to put a lot of RPMs on those things to make them stick in chains. So I like the idea of everything shrinking because it does make it a bit harder. Um, if, like you said, I think they need to have some repetition and time on them to make sure that they catch well. But what it does is like those those marksmen's like you need to throw them low and you need to throw them at the pole. Like, yeah. So you can only be about four or five inches above the basket and it has to hit the pole mm-hmm. or else it's likelihood is it's not sticking. The chains aren't going to grab it and yeah. pull it in. Um, it's going to be basically that tray is going to have to catch it. So, yeah, I, I think it would make a great change in disc golf, and I think it would increase the challenge on the putting green because I think that 30-foot circle would become 20% harder, I bet. Oh, yeah. You know, right now, inside the circle, it's basically automatic. Mm. You know, for most pros, for it's most, basically yeah. autom- automatic. Um, you know, wind, things like that can disturb it. But for the most part, they're making 9 out of 10. So, yeah, um, yeah so I like it. But Caxbacks, you know where to reach out to us. It's your job, not ours. Remember, all three of you guys. So, Philip and Nate. Nate and Cax, Jackson, reach out to us, and we will get you a Clash disc. Actually, we'll get Bobby to get you a Clash yes. disc. So, um let us know. And if you have a preference on what type you want, can't guarantee that that'll happen, send it to us as well. But we need your name and a shipping address, and we'll get over to Bobby. I was so. going to say, like, I think it was going to be between, like, a berry mint and a popcorn, maybe? I, I don't know. I, don't know. Anyway. I think he was just kind of rifling through what he oh, had. Okay. So. Got it. Yeah. But it'll be something. So give us what you would like. Can't guarantee anything. But for sure, it'll be a Clash disc. So thank you very much for sending in. We probably had about another... I don't know what another eight or so questions. Oh, easily, easily. So, yeah. I think it was great. And for those of you, we got some bag reviews and everything as mm-hmm. well. So that's the next thing we're gonna do, is because I don't want to forget cams. Yeah. <laughs> again. So again, you want to pull that up, yep. and then we will finish up by going over our shop updates. Okay. So Cam Muir, M U I R. Oh crap. And this is Carolina. Cheesy, I will cheesy, get to it. Really. Cheesy Carolina. <laughs> okay. I actually found him, you know, like scrolling through TikTok, I mean, uh, Instagram trying yeah. to get ideas. And I found him and okay. I liked him or followed him. CheesyCarolina.dg is his Instagram go. handle. Okay. 
All right. So this is his 2022 in the bank. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, we're going to start with putters. Okay. He's got two gateway triple S voodoos for C1. Okay. He's got a dynamic discs classic deputy for C2 putting. Mm-hmm. He's got a West side BT hard, or he's got two West side BT hard maidens. Okay. And then he's got a West side BT medium harp. Getting into mid ranges, he's got a Disc Mania Neo Origin. Okay. Dynamic Discs Lucid Verdict. Disc Mania Neo Mutant. Mm-hmm. DGA Proline Squall. Okay. And then Fairways Disc Mania Neo Essence. Disc Mania Meta Essence. And that's the Nate Perkins design. Mm-hmm. Um, Innova Champion T Bird. A DD Lucid Felon, mm-hmm. and then a DD Fusion X Felon. Okay. And then, okay. And then, distance drivers Innova Star Mamba, mm-hmm. Latitude 64 Opto Sapphire, okay. Disc Mania Neo Enigma, DD Lucid Raider, Innova Waisaki Star Destroyer, uh-huh. and then he's got a West Side VIP Warhorse. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Beef. All right. All right, Cam. Um, I. Your bag. Nothing really stands out to me. Obviously, judges. I mean, <laughs> why do you not have them? Maidens are close. They're close. They're shallow, but they're close. Yeah, they're close. But so you have five separate putters in your bag. Does he specifically say why he has maidens in his bag? I'm assuming they're, I would think they're throwing putters. I don't know, because he kind of has them separated out. He has the two, it's you know, two voodoos. He's got the two voodoos for C1. He's got the classic deputy for C2. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, and then he has a big space, and then the two maidens, and then the harp. Okay. So it's probably like putters with the voodoo, C2 mm-hmm. putters. Then the maidens are throwers, and, the and then Harpa's approach. Yeah, okay. I think that that kind of makes sense. Right, right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't subscribe to the don't throw your putting putters. If you don't like the way voodoo's fly when you put torque on them, then I get it. Right. But you know, I say just get comfortable and confident with your putters, all the way around. Like. I just don't subscribe to that model. I never have. Um, you might, right? What's that? Throwing um, putters. Uh, yeah. I mean, I throw, so I put with P2s mm-hmm. and I have, I don't throw the, they're the new, the new P2s. Um, I was throwing the Sky God for a little while, like mm-hmm. the earlier Sky Gods when Innova was still making them, but I switched over to the Envy. Um, part of it was I just didn't like the way the P2 felt when I was giving it full power. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I found it to be more comfortable as a putting putter than a throwing putter. The Envies for me, for whatever reason, just felt better in the hand throwing, mm-hmm. and they just seemed a little more... I mean, P2s are stable, but the Envy just, like, for whatever reason, I throw with, like, a little bit of off-axis mm-hmm. torque, 
and the envies just happen to handle it better because of the um, gyro technology. Yeah, they're a little more stable, the bead on them. So yeah, okay. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I just I just don't subscribe to that. I mean, find something that's comfortable, and it's it's a confusion thing for me. Like if I want something that's going to be a little more durable, a little maybe even a little more stable to hold up to high speed torque, then I'll pick a different plastic. Okay. You know? Right. But like, okay. So I think what, when Eric, like Eric McCabe, it's like the person I've heard that talking about this, mm-hmm. I just don't think he means throw the exact putter that you're throwing. Cause right. I mean, you're just going to beat it in or whatever, mm-hmm. but I mean, switching, keeping the same mold and switching plastic, I have no problems with. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't no, have no. any issues with that either. I mean, you can throw your putting putters if you really want, you're just going to get them really understable and maybe you're not going to like it for throwing or for putting, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, it could be. That definitely could be. Um, you know, there's there's so many different avenues around that. The problem, see, the reason why I say these things is because if you lose a disc, what are you going to do? Especially putters. I mean, I think putter is where I'm really focused on because a lot of people have so many different putters and they have these very specific molds mm-hmm. that are just for putting or oh, yeah. just for throwing. Right. And you can become very dependent on those discs. Why put yourself in that situation? Because I don't know how many discs I've thrown in ponds, you right. know, or even putted into yeah. ponds. Yeah. Like, but you always have backups, you know, like that's. Yeah, sometimes. But, you know, sometimes. some people have this, like, this is the putter. Like, oh, okay. like um, Jordan has, like, this is my putting putter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. And that's that's great. That's all fine and dandy. He always layers them. He always has something in backup. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people do that. But it's the like, oh man, it's just that that like the suspect you lost. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it takes me a while. I got to find something else. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So when you think about stuff like that, like, I just don't put yourself in that situation. That's why I say, you know, Eric McCabe is obviously a world champion, much better player than I ever will be. Um, But I just don't know if I agree with him on it. Like. Like, why put yourself into a situation where you have to buy a new putter, you know, to keep them fresh? Like, he has these weird things with his putters. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I guess when you're basically an owner of a company, (laughs) may as well be, you know, like, I guess you could do those type of things. But, you know, for me, I just don't know if it's necessarily advantageous to rely so heavily on any single disc because if you lose it, you're screwed. I guess, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, like with the Envy, I have the Conrad Special Edition. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I ever lost it, I have another one. Right. But I also know that, okay, this is a, it's just a, I think it's a Electron Soft mm-hmm. is what it is. So I, I know that I can go get another Electron Soft. Right. I know it's not going to be that disc, but I know the feel of it and I know what it's going to do. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I've said it over and over whatever makes your heart happy is what you should do. Yeah. Like realistically. But sharing my opinion, you know, just to make those. I don't know if I've ever been on a course and been defeated by myself. Like, by my, like, me defeating myself through my mind. Mm-hmm. I've never been on a course and actually ever had that happen to me by losing a disc or something like that. Yeah. Because I don't rely. I mean, I don't have any discs that this is the disc that makes my game. Oh, you know? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm just not that good because there's no disc that can make my game. 
<laughs> but you know, sure. so, but anyways, yeah, I just always have to question. Um, but if you like those, man, and, and I, they're layered, like you have multiples of them. I don't know if I'm really talking to you, but it's just a topic I wanted to bring up. Yep. The harp, love the harps. We used to throw harps. Um, so I don't have any issues with that. And that is that overstable approach that you mm-hmm. always want. Um, origin verdict, mutant and a squall. So squall is straight to understable, correct? I think so. I haven't thrown it. But I, I think, think it's, it's a right. five four neg one. Okay. If I remember rightly, one or one or two. Hmm. I always get the squall and the rift confused, but oh yeah, I think the squall is the neg one one. I thought that yeah okay. So I thought the squall is like one of those weird like hybrid kind of like six five zero zero kind of discs or something very, like that. I don't very know. Well could, could be. be yeah, but um, but I know I'm pretty sure it's understable. Though. Okay. Um, the origin is very understable. Very understable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, verdict is more stable than an emac. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put it on the Buzz OS line. Yeah, for those I think that's familiar. Yep. Um, and then <clears throat> the Mutant is a Justice. Close. Yeah. It's pretty close. Pretty darn close. So yeah. super overstable. Um, so I would say you probably depend on your squall and your verdict for the most part. Um, and then your origin is going to be something that is understable, flip lines, yeah. that type Turn of stuff. Overs, real yeah. easy. Easy touch shot. Your mutant's going to be that kind of skip, get left, or get right, depending mm-hmm. on forehand, backhand. So um, I don't have any issues with those. Um, you know, the squall, if I'm thinking of it right, is very straight, and your verdict is straight to overstable. So I think you got all your bases covered. I can't pick on this. Um, if you're looking for something that is in that realm, like I said, the Buzz OS for the verdict, and then probably even the Buzz SS for the squall. It's probably oh, yeah. similar. Yeah, I could see that. Or um, if you want to go disc mania for the verdict, get like a method. Right, yeah, yep. for the method. Or the squall would probably be a mind bender. Oh, yeah, Very I could see that. Very similar to yeah. the mind bender, so, which is the MD1. Um, all right, so fairways, you had two essence, so a zen and then a regular essence, a T-bird, a felon, and a lucid X felon. So lucid X felons are beefcake. Yep. Especially the Eric Oakley ones. Yeah. Um, that's probably what this is because that's the only no, Fusion X. Fusion X, yeah. That's, I think that's the only Fusion X. Yeah, that's X the only one out. I can think of. Um, those ones are beefcake. Felons, they're beefy as well, but you can beat Glide into those. I've had a few felons that are pretty glidey. Actually, yeah. I had to cycle some one okay. just recently. Um, my one that has the... Like felon on it? Yeah, the felon the on it. The one? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's kind of beating Glide into it. And yeah. I was like, all right. Um, T-Birds, nice and straight, um, do have finish. And then the Essence, once again, nice. So Essence and T-Bird. Is there a big difference between those? Yeah. Speed-wise? Uh, Essence is just a little faster than the yeah. T-Bird. Because the T-Bird's, what, 7502? Is that right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Essence is like 8-6-2-2. Two, two. Okay. Yeah, so it's just a tiny faster and, and definitely more understable. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I like your layer. And the Zen, it does throw a bit more stable yeah, than the regular because um, it's a Neo, the other one. Neo and then, yeah, and the, then the Zen is the meadow, like meadow. the shimmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I like your layering here too. I can't, you're doing a good job in my book. <laughs> so, all right, you have the Mamba, the Sapphire, um, the Enigma, Raider, Destroyer, and a Warhorse. I mean... In that order from stability is great. The Sapphire, 
I don't know if you've ever thrown one of those. They are fun to throw. Yeah, yeah I know they... So the Sapphire, when they first came out, they were kind of in that easy-to-line. Easy-to-throw easy line. Easy-to-throw yep. line, yeah. Yep. So it was a really... I think they were produced in really low weights, like 150s. I think 155 was the highest weight they had. Okay, in. Yep. yeah. And then the, later they came out with the max weight ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what weight this is but i would guess i would assume it's max weight yeah, yeah i would think so yeah but i haven't had, i haven't thrown one before so maybe i need to look into that yeah they are they glide for days they have a lot of movement so they they will they will turn over mm-hmm. um and they they don't have a hard finish okay um they're wide rim so mm-hmm. obviously they have a finish to them but they're great discs man like you can throw them far i choose not to throw them simply because I can't trust them. Yeah. You know, if I put any wrong angle on them, they're going right um, back end. So um, Mamba, I'm assuming that's a roller. I mean, that's a neg four, right? Yeah, I know Luke throws the heck out of them. Mm -hmm. He throws the hyzer flips with those. Mm -hmm. That's his disc. Yep, yep. Yeah, but extremely understable. Right, and I know you can find anomalies in Mamba's, well, in Innova. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where it might be, like, the most stable thing he's ever thrown, but I'm assuming it's just a Mamba, a normal Mamba, and those things are flippy. Um, So I'm assuming those are big sky annies, or it's a roller. Yeah. So Enigma? Um to me, the Enigma, I mean, the Enigma and the Destroyer, actually, the Star and the, I and should the say, Raider. huh? And the Raider. Yeah, they're all, they're all fairly close. The Enigma has um, more glide than the Raider and the, um, and the Destroyer, mm. but I still, they all seem really similar and have, like, pretty similar finished, yeah. to me, at least. Yeah, so I, don't know. I would agree on the, the Enigma diff- and the Destroyer. Yeah, like different. There's different plastics. Um, even like if you wanted to get like the, it, I haven't thrown the Ricky destroyers at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't. I have a Neo Enigma. I have a a vapor. Um, a vapor Enigma that it's actually a little more starts out a little more stable than the Neo, but it beats mm-hmm. into like a really nice, really glidey disc. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. And, like, the Raider, I had one of the first runs, and then I had a Biofusion one. And for me, I just it didn't do anything for me. Yeah, I, so I bag one Raider, and the problem I have with Raiders is they're unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Like, I can put a Raider out flat, and it'll turn over and just keep going. And then I can throw the same line, which I feel is the same line, and... It'll finish hard. Like it, it's it's just super strange for me. For some reason, there is just some inconsistency in the Raider that I'm having a hard time, and and so much so that I'm really just probably going to abandon the Raider pretty soon mm-hmm. and go back to an Enforcer or go back to you know something like that. Um, I yeah, I'll probably end up abandoning it. So the Destroyer and the Enigma, like between those three discs. My humble opinion, now destroyers are all over the board. You can get flippy all the way to like some of the most stable stable discs you ever throw. Mm-hmm. So I don't know which run you're, but if let's just go off of a textbook destroyer 12 neg one or 12 five neg one. Yeah. If this is the case, if it's 12 four or 12 five neg one, if it's just that normal true to flight numbers, that in the Enigma and the Raider, I mean, they're like twins. 
Yeah. You know, maybe different hand fills. Yeah. But outside of that, they're basically the same disc. <laughs> you yeah, know, there's a little speed, little glide difference, but in reality, what does that really matter? You yeah. Because that's just a, a, you know, a manufacturer slapping a stamp on it. Um, so with those three, if they fit a different role for you and you like them in there, go for it. But a lot of times this is just going to cause confusion. If they're the same disc with a different name on them, which one should I do? Oh, I should have thrown that one. You know, I've gone over that a hundred times. You probably heard it. Warhorse on a different story. That thing is in a whole different league. <laughs> so that I don't have much to say about other than, yeah, it's probably one of those utility discs that you have there for a very specific reason, super crazy headwinds, whatever it may be. Yeah. But, you know, I like it. So I think those two, like we talked about the putters and then the, you know, that Enigma Raider and Destroyer, like um, decide which one you like the most and simplify it because each one of those come in different plastics and will fly differently and, you know, and get different disabilities stability ranges and in my humble opinion like the destroyer is kind of the king of them all yeah in that regard so but all right man outside of that i appreciate it cam thank you very much for your patience and we apologize we missed um missed it the first like four times <laughs> i know we kept saying we didn't have one a couple times and it's like yeah. hey uh i sent you my bag a while ago i was like oh yeah i thought we totally did it yeah he's like no and we Sorry, did go dude. over what we did. So we had talked about it after the Holland Hanley yeah. thing. We were going to do it Monday for the Monday episode. And then we either didn't do a Monday episode or I don't remember we exactly ended up, what it was. We ended up recording, an, I think, our regular episode, episode instead, of the, instead of the Monday. And we're like, we don't really have anything for Monday after yeah. that. Or we just got tired of talking. So. Yeah. So in our mind, we did it already. Yeah. So there you go, Cam. Um, and we can find you at? Cheesy Carolina dot dg on instagram i just followed him well door disc golf just followed him so there you go i think he followed us back thanks camp Ooh, came closer right. to a thousand exactly so here we go here's the last of it so we're only an hour and 17 minutes in so hopefully this translates well to youtube as well <laughs> i mean there's much longer programs on youtube yeah smashbox yep <laughs> <laughs> all right Discraft Athena, Safeway, it is gone. It has left the building. We had 20 of them, and they, um, just like that, they were gone. So I wrote it down just because I wanted to brag about it. <laughs> and then Casplast, Bergs, Glow Stalls, Grim and Grim X will be here Friday, be in the computer shortly after. We got a huge Discraft restock, so it's Halloween buzzes, obviously the Athenas. We have Souls, buzzes, buzz SSs, Undertakers, Forces, Zeus's. Got them all at 105 discs, I Holy think we cow. got from Discraft. So they are in and up on the site. And if they're not finished by the time you hear this episode, I'll have to yell at Cam. <laughs> not cheesy disc golf. Different not game. cheesy Carolina, different Cam. <laughs> I won't yell at him. Uh, and then Lone Star, also on Friday, showing up is the Glow Walker and the Zombie Abe. So the Glow Walker is the. Um, Game of Thrones, White Walker. Oh, that's cool. It's awesome. Ooh. And then um, the Abe Penny Putt, it's a zombie Abe Penny Putt. It's pretty sweet, too. Is it glow? It is glow. Oh, Both that's awesome. Glow. Cool. Yep. And then uh, just keep it up. We're still updating and optimizing the website. And like I said, at one point or another, we're just going to drop the new website or 
we, there's a mouse in my pocket. I will be dropping the <laughs> website here pretty soon. Um, uh, I've been working on it in the background and I suck at this stuff, but uh, slowly but surely it's going on. So I want to give a big thanks to Ben Kurowski. He's going to be editing this video and hopefully that thing recorded the whole time because there's no red light on the front. So we don't know if it's still recording oh, God, or not. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. It wouldn't be cool. It'd be cooler if it had a red light on the front. It did. Yeah. It would be. I know, because, like, when you're recording your OnlyFans, like, how are you going to know if it's recording or not? I won't use this. What? What are you going to use? I've got cameras. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. I, I make disc golf content with them, too. Also. Or I you just did make... say two. Yeah. I... Oh, boy. <laughs> with that. Peace. Oh, and keep it subpar. <laughs>